Previously on Gigdamine Pause. It was great. Uh, I've never seen a huge audience just like, it, it was like around like 100 or 200 people just there and they just all just cheer for you. It, it felt, it felt amazing. <laughs> Today on Gigdamine Pause. I think everyone can agree that, you know, if you have a bad day, you just want to wear a hoodie and sweatpants and not do anything, you know. But to me, if I go out and dress up, even if it's just for me, because you don't dress up for other people, you do it for yourself. It makes me feel better. and makes me, you know, when I see myself in, in like a window display, I'll be like, okay, this girl has her shit together. It has a good influence on me. You know, it's not only the mood, but also the kind of day that you have. Because some days I'm like, I, I woke up and I feel very bubbly and happy and I just want to be in all pink and then the other day I'll be like oh I don't really want to talk to people but I still want to dress up but I'll dress in all black and those you know simple things can really show either my mood or what kind of day it is and I love those little details You are listening to Geekdom Empowers the podcast about people empowered through their geekiness Welcome back! My name is Guy Hasson and you are listening to Geekdom in Pals. Geekdom in Pals, I feel impelled to say this every time because there are always new listeners and it's very important. Geekdom in Pals is the podcast that highlights creators and fans in the geek world who do not often get to be highlighted. It's these people, it is us, who make up almost all of the geek world. By talking to each person, by hearing their stories, Kingdom Empowers creates a huge, giant, world-sized quilt of the geeks all around the world. Each person is a story, and together we are one story, one huge geekverse quilt. Our guest today is Ashley Ilulaneko, a cosplayer from Amsterdam. Ashley is the third cosplayer on the show, and each time I feel we go deeper and deeper into what makes a cosplayer, into what dressing up means and what the experience is. And this time we also talked about the differences between being an extrovert and an introvert. And we talked fashion and we talked theater and we talked cosplayers during COVID. So this is a very interesting conversation. Let's listen. Where are you? I see costumes behind you. I see you, you've come uh, dressed, costumes. Yes. Where are you now? I'm in my workspace. I, uh, I rent this little space where I can work in costumes and stuff. Because um, like you see, I have a lot of costumes that I don't know where to store. Uh, so this was the easiest option. And it also gives me, you know, just a quiet space to work. And um, it also really prevents me from working the whole night, you know, that cosplayers normally do, because I have to travel here. Yeah. So I think this was the best option for me to, you know, relax a bit and not have to see the costumes 24 7. Nice. So uh, let's go back, back to the past. Like, what's your origin story? How did you start liking the things you like? Um, I started cosplaying in 2010. Um, I saw an anime on Dutch TV, which was in Dutch, which is a bit strange to me now. Um, It was Tokyo Mew Mew. It's kind of an old one. And uh, I started Googling some fan art pictures and stuff. And I saw a girl dressed up as the main character. So I was like, what, 
what is this? What is this phenomenon? I need to know what this is. So I started researching and I found out what cosplay is. Uh, I thought it was just a Japanese thing or maybe American even. We wouldn't really have it in Europe, but I was wrong. We even had an anime convention coming up in a few months when I was researching. So I told my best friend, I was like, I don't care if you want to go, we're going and we're going to dress up and we're going to just experience this culture. And I never left since. <laughs> I'm still in the same culture in the same weird world. <laughs> what did uh, it feel like at the time? Like going then, like it, sound, like it must have felt so good that you kept doing it. So what did it feel like? Well, the first time I went, um, I was 15. So uh, you're in high school, you know, you're surrounded by people who are not as into nerd culture as you are. So being in a convention is really eye-opening. Because in, in high school, you're, you really think like, oh, I'm the only one who likes Marvel. I'm the only one who likes anime. Then you go to a convention and there's thousands of people who like the same thing. Mm. That's really strange at first. But I think that's also the thing that most people like the most about conventions. You're just surrounded by people like you, you know? Yeah, for me, going to my first convention when I was 30, that's when I, I felt like I was home. Like these people are like me, yeah. understand me. Like yeah, and home. everyone is very open and loving as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but that's the convention. That's not the dressing up. So what is it about cosplay that got you? Uh, I was always a creative child, mm -hmm. but I was more into drawing and, you know, trying to make little trinkets and stuff. Um, but I was also really into fashion. So these two things kind of combined into making my own clothes. So making costumes was just the next step into my, my whole fashion journey. Nice. And let's go even further than that. You're watching anime, science fiction. Uh, what, how did that start? Like, what did you like? What kind of things did you like? I always grew up with video games. And um, that's also how I got into contact with other people who like video games. I started playing games when I was four. Uh, sadly, we don't really have games that translate into Dutch, so I had to learn English to play a lot of video games. Mm -hmm. um, but that also meant that I could talk with more people than just my fellow Dutch people. So that also expanded my horizon a bit. Um, when I started playing those video games, I started getting into, into the nerd culture and started watching more like old classic movies like Alien and, you know, Probably not something a six-year-old should watch, but mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, Alien, Alien is not necessarily for six years old. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it happens. <laughs> okay, so then how did you like once you went to the convention? What did you start doing like as, as a cosplayer? Oh. I think the first convention we just walked around and talked with, with other cosplayers and talked about stuff they like, the character they were dressed as. Um, I remember seeing the competitions for the first time, which now is a big part of my life. So that's always nice to look back at. And um, the same as when I went to my first foreign convention, it, even if it's just a country next to you, it's very different. So I always try to not only go to the convention, but also experience the culture of that country. And when I first went to a convention in the Netherlands, I also didn't know the Netherlands, you know, the whole culture around anime. So that was my, my main goal. I want to experience what this is like. Okay. 
And what kind of things, what kinds of, what kind of things did you like uh, dressing up as? Do you like today? Today I am more into video games than anime. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of, of anime, for me, um, since I like horror and more more mature movies and stuff, a lot of anime doesn't really, you know, speak to me as much. And even if I like an anime, it will be an horror anime or something. And the designs of horror or scary anime are just less complicated most of the time. So we don't really feel like making them. But in video games, I mean, the designs can be crazy and, and very detailed. And that also calls me to them. And a lot of video games, since I grew up with them, it never really left. I mean, some video games have been with me for 20 years now. So it's just, you know, they have a special place in your heart and I keep going back to them. So even if it's a video game that I've already cosplayed, I keep finding more characters like, oh, I like you too. I can make you too. Have a whole collection of, you know, one video game. And this is my question to all the cosplayers uh, I talk to. Like, do you, do you use, even before that, do you, like, when you wear a character, when you become that character, do you feel you are that character? Do you do that to, to feel an essence of, you know, stuff you, you felt when looking at the character? I think sometimes. It really depends on the character. Because um, cosplay can go two ways, you know? Because you're exposed to a lot of people and a lot of people's opinion. So if you, if I, for example, wear a more naked cosplay, I have to prepare myself that people are going to react differently than when I wear something like this. Mm -hmm. So some days when I, um, you know, don't really feel like hearing people's opinion, I would choose something either more covered or more badass. And if I want to, you know, just feel like I can take on the world, I will choose an armor. And it, it really depends on, on the day, you know? Hmm. And do you, do you think you use, this is the question I ask everyone, uh, do you think you use uh, cosplay to bring out something that exists in you or to hide something that exists in you? I think I would that's a difficult one because I'm also very, since I'm really into fashion um, I use clothes to express myself anyway in daily life, mm -hmm. so I think it's more of a bringing something that was already inside of me, like you know show it to the world but it's not very different than my normal life. I mean, I don't wear wigs in my normal life. My makeup is less heavy than this, but it's not that different. I mean, I love expressing what I'm feeling or um, just who I am with the way that I look. And let's talk a little bit about fashion because I think it has, but, you know, can you talk a little bit about how fashion expresses who you are for you? If I, um, I think everyone can agree that, you know, if you have a bad day, you just want to wear a hoodie and sweatpants and not do anything, you know? But to me, if I go out and dress up, even if it's just for me, because you don't dress up for other people, you do it for yourself. It makes me feel better. It makes me, you know, when I see myself in, in like a window display, I'll be like, okay, this girl has her shit together. It has a good influence on me. You know, it's not only the mood, but also the kind of day that you have. Because some days I'm like, I, I woke up and I feel very bubbly and happy and I just want to be 
in all pink. And then the other day I'll be like, oh, I don't really want to talk to people, but I still want to dress up, but I'll dress in all black. And those, you know, simple things can really show either my mood or what kind of day it is. And I love those little details. There's an element there. You know, you're giving me a window into uh, why I've never cosplayed because there are two, there are more than two types. So there are two types of geeks, you know, uh, ones who are completely, you know, inside here. You know, I'm a white, I can stay at home and just, do no, no one will ever see me, and, <laughs> you know. Uh, and there are people who, who can, who like to go out and be seen. And so th that, that element of being seen, uh, of uh, what people think of me, but it's something uh, that empowers me rather than something that's potentially yeah. harmful to me because, you know, someone can say something. Uh, what is that like? It's a very double-edged sword because on one hand, if you get a compliment, I mean, that's nice. That will boost your self-esteem for most people. Sure. But it's always, if you have 99 nice comments and one negative comment, it's always the negative comment that's going to stick with people. Um, I have very thick skin so it doesn't really bother me that much uh, also since you know people comment on fashion as well as cosplay so you know doesn't really bother me anymore but i i do wish that a lot of cosplayers who just started would know about this and maybe think about it before they start i i never want to you know discourage someone from cosplaying but i think it is important especially when you're underaged to know that you're gonna get comments not everything is going to be positive and I need you to be prepared for it. So, you know, you don't get bothered by it. You don't get sad by them because it happens. People are, you know, can don't know if I can swear, but, you know, people can be mean. You can swear. <laughs> you have to be prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes men can be harassing uh, in a way that is uh, very hard to stop. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and you also do uh, costumes for the theater, right? Yeah, that's my day job. I uh, I work in theater. I make costumes. I help people get dressed. I repair costumes. So costumes are basically twenty four seven in my mind. Because if, if I'm not working, I'm working on cosplay. So it's always there. It's amazing that you got a job doing the thing you love. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I'm How'd you get the job? Like how? I studied theater design and um, I went to a school where all the teachers were people actually worked in theater design or in theater. So it was a very handy, you know, stepping stone. Oh, I already know you. So mm -hmm. if you need someone to work with you, call me, which is how I got my first job in a the theater, which was with a uh, magician called Hans Gluck. Um, which was also one of the most insane jobs I've ever had, which is crazy since it's the first one. And I just never really stopped. <laughs> what was crazy about it? Well, normally when you have a show, um, the people on stage will, you know, have a few outfits, they're going to change. But with a magician, the changes are a few seconds. Mm. And since I've never, I've never worked at a theater at that time, that was very stressful to me because I had to learn everything from scratch. I mean, of course you went to school, but it's different than having experience. So the stress of just 
being in charge of, okay, there are going to be four girls and they all need to change to another outfit in like 10 seconds and then they have to be done. Otherwise, you know, the illusion's not going to look as nice as it should. So that was very stressful. But on the other hand, if I can do that, I can do all the other shows. You know, it's kind of just throw me in the deep end, I'll learn, and then the rest will be fine. And you've also, you, that's how I found it. You also have presence uh, on uh, Instagram. And how, like, how, you, how have you found that? How have you built uh, following? I don't really know. I'm not someone who really pays attention to following. Um, I'm always happy when people, when I can interact with people more than when someone likes a photo or when someone, you know, clicks the follow button. Because to me, when I post a cosplay picture for whatever series or whatever video game, I want people who like that character or who like that series to, you know, interact with me and we can talk about the character. We can talk about the new episode, the new season. That's why I post my pictures and to show my love for that character or that series. So if people see my work and they can enjoy the pictures or the videos the same way that I do by loving the character, that's all, all that I need. I don't really need a big following or, you know, thousands of likes or sure. that's not really something that's on my mind. And do, are those the kinds of uh, responses you get? People start talking to you about uh, the shows or the video games? Most of the time, yeah. Because I, when I like a series, I'll cosplay multiple characters. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also one of those people that if I really like a series and a new character comes out and I like it, I'll drop everything, make the costume. And, you know, the whole cosplay thing happens where you're the first one and people are going to share it. And then you get in contact with more people who like the character. And it just kind of snowballs. <laughs> so for some series, it snowballed into something very big. Mm -hmm. And in other series, I'm still kind of new to it. So it's, no, it's still building. But most of the time, yeah, I get a lot of people who not only like the cosplay, but just really like the series, which is good. And it's also organizing photo shoots. And, yeah, uh, yeah. How, how is that? How are you doing that? Luckily, I have a lot of friends who are photographers. So it's a bit easier for me, I think, than for um, other people. But, I mean, I got to know them because I just went up to them. I was like, hey, I like your, your photography. Do you want to shoot some time? You know, just hang out and try if this friendship works. And it worked. And now I have a lot of friends who are photographers. Mm -hmm. So I think for a lot of people, just take that first step. Just go up to that stranger and talk to them. You never know. I mean, the stranger next to you on the bus could be your new best friend. So just try. You never know. And that's how you get contact. Hmm. Okay. And uh, I've talked to other cosplayers and they say that there's like different ways you can create the costumes. You can create the costumes in a way that completely breaks you and, you know, you are left with no money. Or mm -hmm. you can find <laughs> different ways to, to do that. How do you do it? It really depends on the costume. If I make a costume for a competition, I go all out and I don't really look at the money that I'm spending, which can be concerning. Mm -hmm. but I mean, the competition is once a year or something, so that, then, then it's fine. But um, those are the crazy big costumes where everything needs to be perfect and... You know, every detail has to be correct. And then other times when I just make a costume because I feel like it, 
there's no pressure behind it. I uh, sometimes work with fabric stores where they will send me the fabrics and I'll have to make the costume in a specific way or with specific fabrics. So then the choice is not, you know, mine, uh, which costume I make or, or which fabrics I use. Um, other times I, I choose costumes because I want to match my friends and or um, I'll be traveling to a game convention. So I need a new gaming costume. It really depends on why I make a costume. Most of the time I'm very relaxed about it and I don't really, I don't really like deadlines. I just like to work when I feel like it because I feel like that's the healthiest for me. The pressure of a competition is nice once a year. Yeah. You know, all the deadlines and all the <laughs> perfectionism, but once a year is plenty. I don't need it the whole year around. So cosplay is just on the back burner and work on costumes whenever I feel like it. What does it feel like to, to stand on stage in a costume with so many people looking at you? It's amazing. Sometimes and cheering and, you know. <laughs> the feeling of being on stage and when your performance ends and you're just standing there like, yeah, we fucking did it. You know, the performance went right and people liked it. That's the best feeling ever. Mm-hmm. And it's also another way to express your character because normally for photo shoots, it's a picture. It's not a moving image. Of course you can do videos, but having to do a stage performance where you have audio, you have stage props, you have choreography, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much more that, that you need to do than for a photo shoot and I love to look at all the little details and um, for example when we when we choose characters for a performance my partner and I we start with simple things like okay what do they look like when they walk can I replicate the walk are they right-handed or left-handed those simple things and I love those details and figuring out all the little quirks that a character has or what are they how do they stand you know do they lean on something or how did how are they holding their sword all those kind of little things uh, uh, and uh, uh, what do you what how do you imagine yourself uh, in the future I hope I'll still be you know doing what I do now mm-hmm. uh, I'm only 26 so I have I think I have a long way ahead of me in theater um, since I also make costumes cosplay costumes for other people I think eventually I'll stop cosplaying and just make costumes for other people. Because even if I work in theater, I do miss, you know, the nerd culture. So I don't think I'll ever stop being involved in conventions and, you know, costumes and stuff. But I think eventually I'll stop cosplaying. But it's not anytime soon. (laughs) I have to ask you a question because there's one character that I didn't recognize and I have to know who that is. It looked like a male pirate. Uh, who is that? Oh, I think I know what you mean. The one with the the red hair? Yes. Yes, it's from the same series as the one I'm wearing now, actually. Uh, it's from a video game, a mobile game called The Arcana. Oh, okay. And it's a, it's a dating simulator, which is, which is strange to me, because I, I don't really like those kind of games, but this one just has a nice world building and story, because it has magic and, you know, all those kind of things. Um, but I've never really worn a costume like that. So the first time I wore it to a convention, that was strange because technically you are cosplaying someone who everyone is dating in that game, you know? So that was a weird feeling because a lot of girls would come up to me 
and and go all like oh my god you know fangirl over this character and i'm like oh that's nice okay what do i do now <laughs> I, I had no experience with that kind of interaction so that was very new but also a lot of fun that's interesting yeah that you were doing your mail very well so uh thank you <laughs> yeah uh, i just had to ask that so uh is there anything uh you wanted to talk about that we didn't cover um since we don't have conventions and stuff um i think a lot of people get very discouraged to cosplay right now or or you know don't really have uh, deadlines and stuff for costumes but for me it really helped to keep continuing to make costumes even if i don't have a convention to go to or i can't do a photo shoot or anything but just the whole crafting progress really you know got me back into the whole cosplay thing and then getting my motivation back so i think for a lot of people who are feeling a bit down and feeling a bit you know demotivated just keep crafting or even find a you know a deadline for yourself maybe it's just i want to make tiktok videos with this new character so i'm going to make this costume or i just want to do some makeup tryouts for a few characters so i'm going to get a few wigs just those little things can really help so i just wanted to give a little motivational speech <laughs> to a lot of cosplayers who are feeling a bit down because i can understand i mean it's a it's a weird time but cosplay can really help and i hope it will help a lot of people and of course that we can have conventions soon those are good parting words uh, where can people <laughs> find you you can find me on almost all sites as elinaneko or ashley elinaneko um i'm on twitter instagram facebook tiktok a lot of social media sites and um i also travel to a lot of conventions in europe sometimes outside of europe or if you want me at a convention recommend me then i can come and we can hang out and cosplay together thank you so much to ashley lulaneko you can find her uh, on Instagram, her website, Facebook. You can find her links to Instagram, her website, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all in the show notes. Now, next time, because there's always a next time, we go to the UK to talk to an indie webcomic creator because they're always more and more geek. That'll be another fascinating conversation. So see you there. What did you think about this episode? Email me. Also, if you have ideas for new guests, email me. Interesting guests, new guests, people who are not highlighted, or people who are really cool, who are behind the scenes, or fans. Fans are actually the hardest ones to get on the show. As you see, we have a lot of creators. We have a few people who are just fans and not creators. So Email me your suggestions, your comments, everything to guy.hasson, that's H-A-S-S-O-N, guy.hasson at geekdominpowers.com. The website is geekdominpowers.com on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're at geekdominpowers. For YouTube, you need to search. Or again, the link in the show notes, geekdominpowers. Oh, and by the way, uh, check out in a couple of weeks, this episode will also be on YouTube, and you can check out what costume Ashley came in with like uh, she was completely dressed for the interview so check that out in a couple of weeks 
Now, if you want to check out my other podcast, the Squashbuckler Diaries podcast, it's an experiment in epic fantasy on a scale that's completely new, so feel free to check it out, the Squashbuckler Diaries. I will see you next time, and for now, have an empowered day.